0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome to the Repack. I'm Justice Mosqueda. I'm joined here by Evan Tex Westman. Same to the People Tex. Oh, what's
2: up, everybody? Feels a lot better this week when you're on the other side of that, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> I when did when did you Okay.
2: Actually, this is the way
1: I'm going to frame it. Did you think the game was over at any point?
2: Um, I was never quite ready to say it's over, if only because the defense had the Saints completely locked down in the second half and they weren't doing anything. Um, It was always a question of, to me of, can this offense figure out how to do something, anything? And if they could, then... I thought there was there was still a, a extraordinarily slim chance that that they could pull something off. Um, but when I, I, I really thought that it was going to happen was when they went for two and got it after the first touchdown. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in, in more detail as we go along. But uh, yeah, I I always thought there was there's that little little, you know, one percent chance in the back of my mind that. All right. Get a couple stops actually put something together on offense and this something's possible here
1: you have more faith than me (laughs) because i i i do i i just look at it probably not as emotionally as i need to which (laughs) weird for a fan of a sports team but i get it i I just see i just see down 14 and i'm like down 14 against this defense it's done it's done the Mm -hmm. game's over so I start putting on red zone and stuff like that. And I got two screens going <laughs> on. And then, you know, Green Bay starts creeping back at the fourth quarter. I'm like, I cannot believe this just happened. Um, yeah. So for those who, who missed it and are just hearing this the first time, uh, the Green Bay Packers were down 17 0 to the New Orleans Saints in the fourth quarter, rallied to win 18 17. Um, part of the reason for the win was the fact that they went for two um, in a situation that, uh teams don't necessarily you know do that at the nfl level um was a very interesting game i thought this team has never looked as young as they were today um i'm I'm pulling up the stats right now the packers somehow wow the saints had more penalty yards but that's tough to believe um the Packers had 11 penalties for 90 yards
2: all those dpis that uh that love started started throwing. I mean, he got two back to back on one of those touchdown drives late. So, um, but yeah, it was, whew. it was it was a, it was a roller coaster. Uh, Chris put it best. I mean, he he Chris published an article five hours before kickoff, talking about how this team is going to be a roller coaster all year long. And uh, well done, <laughs> yeah, well said.
1: Yeah, I don't really know really what to expect from this team, um, I'm going to pull up Tankathon right now because I was looking there. um, Tankathon is the website that keeps order, keeps uh, track of like the draft order for the entire season, right? Um, And yeah, so the Packers still have the easiest strength of schedule for the entire (laughs) season. It's like the the win percentage of the teams that they're going to play this year is something like 37%. So, I mean, you're talking about teams that are (laughs) You know their their collective schedule, and we're talking about the seventeen game schedule, not just who they've played already, right? They're they're losing about two of every three games, is what that boils down to. So the Packers are going to have a pretty easy slate. Um, you know the Vikings are zero and three, the Bears, yeah. are horrible. Yeah, um, there's a whole lot of that going on. Um, I think what's what's the AFC conference we play?
2: Uh, it's AFC West.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, you'll West, have uh.
2: Yeah, got you got the Chiefs. I mean, you, you got the Chiefs, but then but you know the it? the Chargers are one and two. The Broncos just got curb stomped by Miami and look like they're completely clueless on defense. And yeah. um I mean Raiders are um well they're playing Sunday night football right now, so we'll see where, where that goes, but they don't look like a team that's well, channeling for Jones a is, championship.
1: Yeah, we're not gonna see Chandler Jones at all take in that in yeah. that game. So um just an odd game. I, I think the Packers are probably a team that will probably get better down the stretch. Are probably like a five hundred team right now, just because of the volatility of how young these guys are. Right, like that was yeah. one of the things I was trying to when we were talking in the preseason and stuff like that. Where we're like, pump the brakes a little bit because I know this look, looks good on paper, but injuries are going to start to happen. This is still a very young team. I think, um, I believe his name is Dyer. Dyer, I I can't. I can't say Irish names correctly um, tweeted out that the young or the oldest player on the offensive side of the ball today was John Runyon Jr. Who is like 26 huh. years old. Oh my So God. yeah, I mean th- this whole thing is as young as hell. Um, <laughs> and I'm not surprised that, you know, they're getting weird false starts and stuff like that. And there was that one, what was it? The, was it the first drive that it was like the first and 25?
2: Yes. Yeah, a holding penalty right out the gate, and then a false start to follow it up, yeah. and and yeah, your first play from scrimmage is first and twenty-five.
1: <laughs> uh I guess. Okay, let's talk about the injuries up front. Um, yep. Aaron Jones out with a hamstring, a little bit of a surprise. Christian Watson out with the hamstring, a little bit of a surprise. Both of those guys uh, were tested in practice, you know, on limited capacity this past week. Um, Watson even tested uh the week before, right? I believe on that Friday. Yep. Um, so all indications were that, you know, their chances were, you know, you'd you'd be able to play this week and that just didn't end up happening. Jones, according to the broadcast, um, was preparing as if he was going to play today. And he was apparently a little bit surprised that he didn't suit up. Um, other people gone, David Bakhtiari with his knee. So apparently not a turf thing. He's just hurt again. Congratulations. You converted his salary into a signing bonus and paid all that money up front. Um, we
2: <laughs>
1: terrible decisions, <laughs> terrible decisions. I mean, there's no way they can keep him next year, right? No. I mean, he's going to have a forty absolutely million dollar cap hit. If he, if you can't count on his knee lasting more than one single, single week, literally mm-hmm. one single week, you can't pay him that money.
2: No. Sorry, a- absolutely not. And, he got and eighty million. That- And and if, I mean, if this is a thing again, on and off all week long or all season long, and he's playing, you know, maybe plays eight or nine games, are you going to be able to find a trade partner willing to take on the 20 to 25 million in base? Plus there's no way you're going to have to cut it. No. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to have to cut it. The
1: the only way you can find a trade partner for him is if he's willing to like take a whole lot less money. But then like, even then, you, the Packers have to present the threat of we're just going to sit on your contract, and I just don't know if they can do that. Um, yeah, because it would be better for him to be a free agent, right? Like you get yep. the choice of whatever you want, um, test the market that way. So yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Ellen Jenkins MCL, um, he's not going to go on IR. That's good news. Um, he's still dealing with that knee injury. Uh, uh Jair Alexander was the one that kind of came out of nowhere. He ended up having a back that popped up on Friday. Um, I think we could kind of tell that that situation wasn't going well when they called up Carrington
2: Valentine or, or Cor- Corey Valentine. Uh,
1: <laughs> goodness gracious! I'm <laughs> yeah. Valentine Valentine. We can't have thing. a
2: Valentine Valentine thing in, in the same and position. And Romeo no. and
1: love. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got come all on, that stuff. come on,
2: dude.
1: Um, when when Valentine. Uh, Ended up getting called up from the practice squad. I think that was kind of a hint, right, that that he wasn't going to be fully healthy to go. Same thing with Patrick Taylor. He was the other call-up from the practice squad. Usually the Packers had called up Ennis Gaines, who's more of a special teams guy in a a slot um, than an outside corner. And shout out to the Packers. Um, They recognized that they needed another outside corner, and he actually ended up getting playing time in this game. uh, Yep. Because, you know, Valentine ended up going out with his own injury. Um, St. Anderson was also hurt. With a hamstring, I don't know what he does here. With all the injuries that are stacking up, like if if once Anderson becomes healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting moved, uh, you know, getting waived and then added back to the practice squad or something like that. Because he's not contributing and he's basically just a practice squad player or uh, just a special teams player. And i I don't think this team can afford having that right now. Like they they had one healthy scratch and it was Anthony Johnson Jr., who's another safety.
2: Yeah, you're, you're going to have to make room for Patrick Taylor on this roster by next week, I think. Yeah, because he's One got way got his, or another. His,
1: his three allotted call-ups. Yep. Um, Patrick Taylor played like 40% of the snaps this week, which is a massive jump up from w- weeks prior. And he played, uh, you know, crunch time uh, snaps both his, this week and last week. Like, he's the back yep. that they want out there when you don't have to, you know, run up the gut, basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's clear that they trust him in, uh, in no huddle, um, and in, like you said, in crunch time situations, pass blocking, receiving out of the backfield, like that's, they, they very clearly trust him more than AJ Dillon in that role at this point. And frankly, um, it seemed like they went to him even before that really became a thing, uh, in the fourth quarter of this game, because it seemed like he was getting a lot of the touches and a lot of the playing time, you know, even before things got to, okay, we need to hurry up the offense. Um, some of that I think was, Again, they they finally are starting to see that AJ Dillon ain't it. (laughs) Like, uh, there's only so many times he could run into the backs of his own blockers and, you know, pick up half as many yards as he should before the coaching staff has to recognize, okay, this can't keep happening. We have to put somebody else out there.
1: Yeah. John mentioned this in our Slack channel. Um, He said, you know, the, the numbers are fake, right? Because it's something, you know, 11, I'll pull up the stats so I don't get this wrong uh it was 11 carries for 33 yards which is you know 3 yards per carry average which you're like okay that's whatever um but the problem is how many
2: yards was it i'm trying to 14 point. a 14 yarder yeah
1: yeah a 14 yarder on a pass that was behind the line of scrimmage so it ended up counting as a run so it ended up being uh 10 10 carries for 19 yards i mean can't even get 2 yards a carry right now like yep. It's a bad situation, and I think teams are taking advantage of it. And, you know, it doesn't help that the Packers went against a really good front today. Um, They're not a really good front. They're better in the secondary than the front, but a well above average front. Mm -hmm. And they were down a couple guys on the offensive line. Um, The one guy, I guess, you know, let's just do. Oh, no, no. I got a couple other things I want to hit first Um, in terms of dead cap. (laughs) 117 million dollars in dead cap or players who are limited that includes you know Rashawn gary or inactive right the the injured players in this game um you know not only were the packers not playing with a loaded deck they're playing basically with half a deck in these games if you're talking about (laughs) just the assets that they paid for or are paying for right because aaron Rodgers is costing like what 40 million dollars in cap space or something like that this year yeah um they, they are not <laughs> up to where they could be next year or even, you know, especially the year after 2025, which is the big season for them to kind of get solvent cap wise.
2: Yeah, that every time, you know, we've looked at that three weeks in a row now and it that number it's going up getting bigger, right? <laughs> Oh well,
1: Devondre now that I, might add. Yeah, Devondre. I mean,
2: Jair being added this week. I mean, tax another group, uh, another big number out of that. Elton. Uh, we must protect Kenny
1: Clark. Oh,
2: we God. must protect Kenny Clark. They need to. They need to get let him take some more snaps off again. I mean, he, his they didn't have nearly as many snaps on defense as they did last week against Atlanta. So thank goodness that that kept his workload down a little bit. But um, I mean, he's still out there playing eighty plus percent of defensive snaps protect that man yeah
1: all right um this is my last point before we get into the vibe checks are all these injuries because of the bad karma that that bar <laughs> brought to us when those fans cheered that Aaron Rodgers got hurt so that they wouldn't oh, have no. to pay their bar tab
2: man I, I I mean I do I do hope that karma for was just limited to the Jets coming back and winning that game so that it was limited to them. Um, but it, it feels a little bit, uh, it feels like it's a little bit in the cards right now that the stars are kind of lining up against this team. But I, uh, I made the comment to a friend of mine this afternoon that you look at the, the way each of these two games go that last week and this week, and you see that the Packers finish one and one of these two games. And you're probably like, yeah, that sounds about right. But. The, the game that they won and the game that they lost make absolutely no sense. Yeah. Which which one it, it came down to. Yeah.
1: Uh the Jets, by the way, one and two after you know opening the season with that overtime win. They have the Kansas City Chiefs on NBC. Sunday night football next
2: Ooh. week. It's too early like, to flex games out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Um Ooh.
1: all right. Let's get into offensive vibe checks. Yep. Um as far as my number um still just terribly low on a j Dillon. I almost started making a watch list today of running backs in college football that I need to keep an eye <laughs> on. The only reason I stopped myself is because there's so many free agents um you know for in the NFL next year for that position. um I guess I'll say, I don't know, like a six and a half or seven or something like that, like not bad. I think it's going to get better. AJ Dillon sucks. That's, that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, if everybody's healthy, I'm, I'm at a firm like seven and a half. Um, but I think, you know, so much of the issues that we saw in the early part of this game was the offensive line wasn't holding up against the, the saints front. Um, and just there, there seemed like there was, they were really struggling to get separation against the secondary too. um, with the receivers and um, you know, certainly not having a guy like Christian Watson who can take the top off the defense is a big part of that. And then not having a guy like Aaron Jones who can um, actually get you some, some reliable production on the ground and soften things up a little bit um, goes a long way. So if, if they, I, I really hope that those decisions to hold a couple of those guys out was limited to, we want them back and fully healthy for Thursday night against Detroit because we want them against yeah. a, a big divisional opponent. Um, and, you know, we don't want to have to try to have them play two games in a row on, you know, four days rest. I hope that's where this is at and that they're, they're good to go. And, um, and this offense hopefully, you know, can look very different on Thursday night. And, um, you know, if, if all those guys are, are back at, at full strength or at least playing strength, I think this offense looks very different for 60 minutes than it did, you know, for, for the first 45 today.
1: Yeah, that that has to be the other factor that we haven't brought up, right? Is is just the the quick turnaround. I mean, Lafleur brought it up immediately, right, in the presser. He was talking about how they're already, at, you know, on on Wednesday of the schedule, right, in terms yeah. of this week in preparation. And then Rashawn Gary, um, who's at the presser today, uh, was like, you know, they were like, "How long do you have to enjoy this win?" And he's like, "An hour." He's like, "No, like actually, an <laughs> yeah. hour." Like, we have yeah. an, an hour. And we have to start preparing because, you know, tomorrow is Thursday, basically, you know, on a normal NFL schedule. So um, everything's going to be accelerated this week. Get excited. Remind yourself Thursday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. By the way, um, that have you seen the Thursday Night Football like stats cast thing this year?
2: It's their so their better. broadcast or yeah. oh yeah yeah I've been i way better almost, than it was last year yeah I almost exclusively and even last year I was pretty much only ever watching that that uh, particular broadcast but I like it a lot this year they made some some real nice changes with it seen uh, seen Sam, Sam Schwartzstein popping yes, in a little sir. bit here and there too so shout shoutouts to Sam that's that's nice Stanford to see.
1: zone he got Andrew Luck uh doing some yeah. like nerd bull thing <laughs> last week. That was fun. That was cool. Yeah, check, check it out. Support Sam. Um, Wouldn't be sending you there if uh was just sending you to my buddy and I didn't actually watch it, and it was as it's, it's really good. Yep. Um, And it's better than last season. Last season, it was really, pretty good. Um, Royce Newman got the start for Ellen Jenkins. Got to say, Royce, Royce Newman not been as bad for the last game and a half mm-hmm. as I thought he could possibly be. Um, I know they haven't really faced off against the best pass rushers in the world in terms of like – his issue is always stunts, right? So you're always going to be yep. worried about, like, uh, fluid edge rushers or three techniques. And, you know, outside of, I mean, I guess Grady Jarrett is that for Atlanta. But outside of that, you're not really getting one of the, like, Cameron Jordan is a big old end for for the Saints. Um, Granderson, the other edge rusher, is is more just, like, true edge bender. He's not really stabbing inside a whole lot. So it's not like he's been tested a whole ton. Um, will be interesting to see how he matches up with Hutchinson because Hutchinson is a guy who's going to stunt inside a lot because, you know, he's not naturally gifted to be, you know, a Vaughn Miller bending the edge, even though he does have some foot speed. Um, That's going to be a real test next week, assuming that Elton can't go. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that he can't go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That seems, that seems reasonable with Jenkins. I mean, I, I, My my expectation when it was talked about as an MCL sprain is probably, you know, set out the three games, get the bye week and then, you know, have a full four, almost five weeks to to come back and get ready to go again. So we'll see. But that's that's my expectation. So probably see Newman again uh, this week. I we had a little discussion and debate among among the writers about, you know, is who what's the best five? Right. Was it? Yeah this five that they started today or just moving Zach Tom to left guard and putting Yash Nyman out there at right tackle, give you a better group. Um, but yeah, based on the way Newman's played um, second half last week and, and in this game, um, he's been, you know, perfectly acceptable as a, as a replacement in there in the, in the interior. I didn't think Tom had his best game either. you so mm-hmm. turn the
1: guy guys loose a couple times and maybe that has to do with just going against bigger, longer, stronger type of guys. And, That's one thing that I worry about. If he did move into guard, like you're only going to get those matchups. That's true. Even more like at least center you're, you're, excuse me. Uh, you're, you're basically like the, the help offensive lineman, right? Like you're a part of the slide. Always. You don't have big on big ever unless, you know, they walk up someone or something like that. And then usually you're dealing with the linebacker. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would move Tom into guard. Um, We already mentioned Patrick Taylor played 41% of the snaps on offense in on the last two drives the last two weeks. Um, A.J. Dillon, after three games, this comes from Andy Herman, who, uh, you know, Pack-A-Day podcast does the Tuesday show with us. Uh, Oh, my. A.J. Dillon has 42 touches. That's not including targets. That's just catches, right? 42 touches, 132 yards. 32 yards. Aaron Jones has five fewer yards than that. Aaron Jones played one game and he had 11 touches compared to 42. So, yeah, dude, uh, not, not great. Like, there's a pretty clear difference between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon at this point, And I cannot wait for Aaron Jones to come back.
2: Yep. What do you there's think about the so backfield? Uh, right um, now, I, 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 I just want Aaron Jones to stop running into Rashid Walker's butt. Like there was one play where you know he all he had to do was bounce it a half yard off of off of the outside of of Walker and he would have had probably eight ten yards, but he ran right into Walker's ass and got taken down for like a three yard gain. Like he, I I this is some of the worst ball carrier vision I think I have ever seen in an NFL running back. He did that 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 sort of thing at least three times today. So,
1: uh, Boston College educated too. Ain't you supposed yeah, to be smart? He's a smart guy. Like, me I, smart? Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Wilson isn't doing it for me either. There, it's not there's not just a throwback thing. It's just yeah. the Wilson stuff. He seemed to have the speed to break away from guys who are third stringers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And once you get him at the NFL level, you know, playing actual starters and stuff like that, the appeal of Emmanuel Wilson goes away very quickly. I, I would not be disappointed if Wilson ended up getting turned down. Um and, you know, waived and then placed on, on the practice squad so that the team could elevate Patrick Taylor moving forward.
2: Yeah, that seems like a logical move to me. And and based on what you've seen in the limited action he's had in the last two weeks, I don't think you're likely to have any uh, any other teams probably likely to claim him if you try to no. go that route.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, if that was your worry and, you know, you always wanted to keep four backs and it was just the decision of which one do we want to ex- not expose to waivers, um, I think that decision's kind of been made at this point. The other Great. thing, Patrick Taylor, still a wing on punt protection. I know people get annoyed whenever I bring up special teams and stuff like that. Punt protection is going through some turmoil right now. Not only did they lose Tyler Davis, but the fact that Lucas Van got banged up ended up impacting them a little bit. Um, they ended up putting uh, DeGuara in at left guard on punt protection. And Luke Musgrave, who's already playing like every single snap on the offensive side of the ball, had to come off the bench to play the wing um, on punt protection. Mind you, this is another unit that last year Devontre Campbell started at, right? Him and Quay were the tackles last season. Um, Campbell's not getting those reps now, but now that he's banged up and who knows how injured he is cuz you know the media didn't really ask um and I'm not criticizing them didn't really ask about his injury situation because of all the other stuff that happened in the game in the fourth quarter at the end um so they're down bodies in punt protection and i don't know if you can afford to not have patrick taylor on on thursday so yep yep <sighs> i know that's nerdy and stuff like that but it is <laughs> what it is um the play the play, the fourth and two play. Oh, my God. My reaction immediately. This is this is how it played out. I can't believe you're tossing it to Emmanuel Wilson on fourth and two. Oh, my God. I hate this team. Enough with the boundary tosses. Then it's, oh, my God, he's going to throw it back. Oh, my God, he slipped. We're going to die. Oh, my God, he's open. Oh, my God, it's incomplete. Like, the entire roller coaster of emotions.
2: In all of what, five seconds, six seconds? like well, oh Probably less. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, if Aaron Rodgers tried to do the splits like Jordan Love did, does he disintegrate? Oh. <laughs> does he evaporate?
2: I mean, he pulls at least two groin muscles, I think, trying to do that for sure. Yeah. Oh we get the close
1: God. up of his face and him limping and shaking his head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the hell? I do like that the team just like
2: go for it, yeah, go is, after it.
1: Well, going for it, yes, but like Matt's trying but, shit this year. He's and, doing weird shit, and I appreciate and that's that.
2: yeah, that's that's what I mean is is pull pull the pull the crap out of your bag of tricks, man. Um, especially against a defense like this that that you know you're going to have some trouble uh, scoring on moving the ball against. Um, yeah, I love it. I, I love I love getting weird. Let's let's keep it going.
1: Uh, it seems like them and Miami are probably the teams that are most willing to get weird this year. Miami, um, obviously, <laughs> I mean, they just dropped 70 in a game, had 10 touchdowns. It, insane. Uh, that that Broncos team looked like it quit. I, I ended up watching yeah. that game uh, before we ended up, because, uh, you know, that was happening during the Packers game. Um, I ended up watching that in between the Packers game and when we are recording. That Broncos game, I don't know who, uh, 2027 20, Mathis? That dude full blown quit like <laughs> right before the half, and they just started piling on points. Miami's doing weird stuff, like they're doing like a behind the back play action type of thing. Um, they had one touchdown that was on a fake end around, off hand, no look shovel pass. Um, just very very weird stuff happening in the oh NFL. Uh, one player that I talked about um, with Seth when we were breaking down the Saints game was Zalante Taylor, who is a guy that the Packers brought in on a pre-draft visit two years ago. Um, he's a very good corner for Tennessee right now. And I think to Packers fans who probably you know weren't really keeping track of the Saints the past couple seasons because like the Saints haven't been any good, um, probably showed up on their radar for the first time today. And you're like, who the hell yeah. is that guy? He played tremendous. He is who we thought he was. That guy rocks.
2: But what, five pass breakups for him in this game? Did get or did he get Something to six? Like I mean, some huge, ridiculous. Yeah, five for Taylor, um, plus the sack, plus you know two tackles for loss. Like he was everywhere today. Um,
1: it's so hard when that guy's game. the third guy on the yeah. off on um, the defense, and it's a defense that wants to play a lot of man coverage. I mean, that mm-hmm. guy, he's probably he's probably better than Rasul. He's probably better than Keyshawn. Right? So like yeah. they got three corners better than our second corner, and they're just like, let's lock him up. Plus they have that guy, uh, Tyron Matthew. Playing safety. I mean, he's functionally another corner. So if you want to play yep. man and stuff like that, he's gonna help. I mean, that's it's a tough thing to do. Um impressed with the offense that they were able to get as much done in the passing game as they did. Um this comes from next gen stats. This was most tight window targets, and I think this tells two completely, totally different stories. Um, most tight window targets in a single game 2023 season, these are cornerbacks, right? Uh second was Elante Taylor. This week with five, um, so you know that's that's all the you know Alante Taylor was able to keep tight covered all that stuff right. Um, he's a very good cornerback. Number one is Isaac the uh, former <laughs> Green Bay Packer yep. with seven targets. I believe that and and Lafleur basically said as much in the press conference. That was basically the Packers being like, "I like this matchup. Let's yep. throw it at him." So, well, like, they is... can't play man and have a good matchup once a guy goes down. So Yadam's off the bench. Let's bomb it at him.
2: How many times did Jordan Love target Romeo Dobbs against Yadam in the back in the right back corner of the end zone yeah. on fades? I think at least four of those seven targets were Dobbs targets in the end zone. And he finally I, got the I one. I went back and end. watched
1: and a lot yeah. of them were, I mean, most of them were like fades and stuff like that. Other mm-hmm. than, um, other than there was one slant there. There was the other one too. The, they took a shot. Up the sideline to I believe it was Dobbs and then uh Yeah. Was that the one that was picked off? I think that was the one that was picked off. Um and Lo- Love was looking like he wanted uh D P. I or something mm-hmm. like that on the play. Um so yeah, I mean they were to be fair, Yadam was getting the the best end on, you know, most of those snaps, other than the touchdown, which ended up ending the game. So
2: Yeah, I mean he he that's That's absolutely the matchup you want to attack, but, yeah, to your point, he had some solid coverage on – especially on a couple of those fades. Um, But, yeah, you take that matchup every time.
1: Uh, Deshaun got in on offense. That was great. One snap. He obviously got the end around the one play that he was on the field. (laughs) Like, duh. I I just don't understand how that works. Like, you see 25 get on the field. How is your DC not, like – Yo, they're doing something with yeah. 25. Like, they haven't right. done this all year. Duh, they're going to give it to the first-team All-Pro return man who hasn't been able to get a whole bunch of touches. Like, Yep. Gosh. So yeah. that was interesting. We'll we'll see how that evolves moving forward. Uh, two race shots? I'm tired of them. Let's ban mm-hmm. them. I'm done with the <laughs> two race shots. I'm done with the tosses into the boundary. Those are the two plays. control all. delete it's almost as annoying as the Geronimo Allison jet plays.
2: They never work. Oh, I don't know. Those those still haunt my nightmares a little bit once in a while. But yeah, I mean the one the one today, I mean he threw in a triple coverage too. What are we doing? No, I
1: I don't know. And he's done he's done that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, this is a shot. I'm throwing it. I I think the pick he threw today was like that. If I remember right, it was like a third and fifteen or something like that. Um. This season, Samari has been targeted eight times. He has 24 yards. Mm. No more. What are we doing with Samari? When did he, you know, I don't know. Like Malik Heath has shown me enough that I'm like, why, why, why isn't he getting some looks over Samari? I guess Samari's on the team because he adds value as a kick returner and as a punt returner if your starters go down, but like, I don't know, man.
2: Yeah, I mean I think the only the only big play he made today was really was on the two-point conversion, catching that. Sure. Um and that was I mean that was an extended play, right? That was sort of yeah. one of those where Love was just dancing around in the pocket for forever App- and finally Apparently, apparently the got issue
1: out. Apparently the issue was the uh timing of the motion. And I ended up watching the mm. play and it's it's pretty apparent on the play. They have Jaden Reed come in on motion and he's supposed to do One of those return things. Remember in Los Angeles a couple years ago? Or I don't know if it was in Los Angeles, but against the Rams a couple years ago where Devontae Adams ran that goal line play where, you know, they snap the ball, the motion happens really quick, and he's just wide open for a touchdown. The Jalen Ramsey thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: They were trying to run that with Jaden Reed, but he ended up – Right. The the timing was just off. So he's, like, behind, like, on the inside of the right guard on the play when the ball is snapped. And then Love is, like – Oh crap, and then just goes into scramble drill. That's that's what happened on the play, and that explanation, you know, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it checks out. Um still big fan of Wicks. This is my last point on the offensive side of the ball. I I believe, dude. I, I believe. <laughs> like this guy is a pretty good player. Dobbs had not the best first half. Um I think he played better in the second half, but they sure give him a whole lot of opportunities for him to finally come down with the one, right? Um I don't think that those are the most efficient plays in football, but I guess, you know, if you're at the goal line and you don't have a running back, you probably want to throw a fade and, you know, the the best fade possibility that you could you know, put on the field. Um, I like Wicks. I wouldn't be yeah. disappointed if – I don't know. Who are the best three receivers on this team? So we assume one is Watson. He hasn't yeah. been able to get on the field this season. And then you got to pick two of Reed, Wicks, and Dobbs.
2: I was gonna say with Reed, I mean, he had such a roller coaster game today too. I mean, two straight drops that he probably should have had the 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 motion thing, and then he but then he has that incredible laying out catch, you know, up the up the hashes uh, on the right side. So just the 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 inconsistency with the hands is is really frustrating. I think you probably put Wicks in there. I mean, I I, I think guess so Wicks Wicks and Dobbs. You know, with Watson, with Watson probably.
1: I don't know if it's Reader.
2: Or- Or Dobbs. Dobbs. I don't know. I I don't know which one I would take. Yeah, that might be a hot
1: hands thing because those two Mm -hmm. are kind of up and down. They seem to. I don't know. I I kind of think they're protective of Dobbs's confidence, which is totally fine if he's the type of person who needs that or whatever. But like Matt's last year was pretty vocal about how his confidence was impacted after the hot start at the beginning of the season and stuff like that, and every time. Love and LaFleur get asked about something about Dubs. They almost go like over the top with the praise. So I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. I don't know if you can move him onto the bench. I just, I really like what Wicks brings to the team. Um, He's a bigger guy. I think he could separate, like he's not a 4-4 guy, but I think he's a really good wide receiver. And, you know.
2: Some of the subtleties of route running. I mean, you can tell that, that he's got that down. I mean. It's it's not it's starting to become a little cliche at this point to compare him to to Devante Adams at least a little bit just in the way that they move, but you know you you see some of that that same type of wiggle that separation ability.
1: Run run them the uh, smart shots to him. Run yeah. the smart shots to him. Yeah, for sure. give him give him the ops. Um, you got anything else on the offense? No, nah, let's let's keep it moving. All right, we're gonna take a break
0: And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: And we're back. All right. Defensive side of the ball. Um, First note I have, Valentine was the starter in for Jair Alexander. Um, Thought Valentine played fine. There was that one play... Mm -hmm. I, he gave up an explosive that I don't know how you cover the, the Olave play up the right sideline. Yeah. Don't know what you do there. Like (laughs) I know or the stat sheet or whatever is going to say, you know, Valentine targeted allowed 25 yard reception. I don't know how you stop that play. I I don't know. He did everything he could have other than play the ball, but he was going against a guy who can match him speed, you know? So I don't know what you do there. Um, the big thing from this game moving forward is Devondre Campbell left with an ankle injury. He didn't end up coming back. I would assume that he's not going to play against Detroit just because he didn't come back in the game. He was and that's mostly... gonna be
2: a problem. Like that's gonna be a problem against yes. Detroit, who wants to run the ball yes. and has a really, really good offensive line. So, eh. Yep.
1: Um, I had to pause there because I almost made. I'm I'm too on, I'm terminally online, right? So <laughs> I just see way too many nerd takes that just don't make sense and like one of the nerd takes last year was the shoulder pad chips said that Detroit's offensive line wasn't any good in the run game and I was like okay sure I mean they're like top three consensus in the NFL but sure they did you know it says it says it's no good I mean maybe it has to do with the fact that DeAndre Swift probably is the only back in the league who has worse vision than AJ (laughs) Dillon you know just running into the backs of players um Campbell was mostly replaced by Isaiah McDuffie. Uh, Eric Wilson did get a few snaps, mostly on coverage downs. Don't know why that's how they played that. I think that's I don't know weird. if this is true, but it feels like Eric Wilson is the bigger linebacker. So I would have had those roles reversed. McDuffie's a small guy; he gets dragged sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the the usage there was was very interesting. It seemed like Wilson was only coming in, um, like you said, like third downs, especially third and longs. Um, he only got like eight snaps or something but they were all in in those types of situations so just a weird usage for those two guys
1: mcduffie also another guy who's on a punt protection team uh you know working on the offensive line and stuff like that there i don't know if that's something where they look at it and just say like we might need to call up another punt protector because it's going to be a short week and he's going to not only be starting um on the defensive side but he's going to be playing a whole lot of special teams too the way it's working
2: yeah I would- trying to think. I mean, who does who do the Packers have on the special team or on the practice squad? Do they have Mosby like still? Off-ball linebackers. Yeah, I think. uh um Yeah, Mosby's still there, so he's probably the guy.
1: If they Mosby's call a guy who fans haven't thought squad. of at all, he and he was he's a he's a weird player. um He's played everywhere. I think he went to Fresno State as a safety. Um, and he's being called an outside linebacker, but he's played a whole ton of off ball in his career, six four, two hundred and fifty pounds. He got a couple snaps um with the Carolina Panthers last year. He was getting reps with like the first team special teams with the Packers in the preseason. He's a guy that like if rosters were I don't know, like sixty players, right? And you could yep. use all of them, Mosby is probably on that team, right? That's that's kind of how he the Quality of snaps that he was getting. Um, he's not really going to contribute on the defensive side of the ball, but as far as special teams, he's way up there. So he's a guy I would bring up. Um, it's not going to be, it looks Kenneth. like
2: they got, yeah, Christian Welch is the only other guy who's like a, an off ball linebacker body type. I would, he's guy. like a new
1: guy, so I don't even know. Yeah, anything who about knows? him. Yeah. Banks Banks isn't that guy. Do they have a tight end on the practice squad? No, yeah, I mean, I think it would probably have to be Mosby, so yep, look out for that. Maybe, yeah. or maybe not. Who knows? I'm an idiot <laughs> with a microphone. Um, Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, elite. Don't care what the PFFs yep. say. Whatever you could say, whatever you want about Kenny Clark, do not care. That guy is amazing. Again, this is the best I've seen of him in Couple
2: probably years, two, out,
1: two yeah. years, three years. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah. he's been awesome, and yeah. I hope he keeps well, it up.
2: Well, and I mean. <laughs> how much of this is due to him playing more off the nose, you know, could be
1: know. Could a hundred percent. And they're using him in really smart ways. Like uh, we brought this up before with the defensive line rotation, where, you know, they're, they're, they're using them in like the most efficient way possible, which is why it'll play three and the nickel looks. And then um when they want to be run down, Slayton will play the nose. So you get to use Kenny Clark's pass rushing ability at the nose tackle, you know, in, in pass rushing situations, but you get to use his run-stuffing ability at the retech, which is an incredibly tough block to make one-on-one with a guard um, in in run situations. So, I, I think they're using him the best way that they can. Um, yeah. Jimmy Graham touchdown. How do you feel about it? I was sick <sighs> to my stomach.
2: Ugh. Ugh. Gross, just so gross. That felt like
1: the only play that he was on the field for. It's like, oh, of course he gets the red zone target. Like
2: that's right, what he does. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly his only only target of the game. So,
1: I think someone said that Jimmy Graham only scored once at Lambeau. Like as a Packer, Oh, my gosh, it's like once or twice. There was some crazy tweet. <laughs> I don't fact check anything. I fall for fake news. Um, I think
2: I think he got one in that first game against the Bears, and then that was probably about it. Yeah, that I. I can see that. I don't have to go look that up now. Um, The Saints only
1: scored three points on offense after that Graham touchdown, which is something mm-hmm. that I didn't really realize until I, like, looked at the box score and went through the play-by-play. Uh, For some reason, it felt like the Saints were dominating on offense more, and that just wasn't the case. I mean, maybe I'm the only one who felt that way. but
2: Yeah, I mean, they had, let's see, let's see Six first downs in the I'm sorry, five first downs in the entire second half. Um yeah. and they the only drive that had more than one was the the last drive at the end of the game where they missed the field goal. Um otherwise it was I mean five straight punts and no drive lasted farther than twenty yards uh in the second half. So I I wonder I wonder if Derek Carr doesn't get hurt, if that's a little bit different, but we've seen Jameis Winston carve up the Packers defense in week one, two years ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was you know, thinking I some... about
1: that when I rewatched the game, I was like, if you're an offensive coordinator, what do you do with Jameis Winston under center at that situation? Because you know, he's a gambler yeah. and you don't want him taking gambles, right? You're, I mean, you're trying right. to protect the lead at that point. Um, yeah, you just like run the ball. We're just trying to tick down the clock, all that stuff. I mean, yep. Uh, want to bring up a guy. Kobe Wooden. um, was eviscerated in the comments on Andy's uh YouTube <laughs> channel because I mispronounced Kobe Wooden's name. I said Kobe Woolen. Um don't know why I said Woolen. I because Tyreek uh Tariq Woolen, the corner for the Seahawks. For some reason the D's and the L's really give me trouble. Uh Jaden Reed or Jalen Reed is another one of those that you'll hear <laughs> me mess up. Um technically my second language by the way,
2: uh is English. Um <laughs> Kobe yeah, Wooden. Cut, cut justice some slack out there. Give give him a little slack here, guys.
1: <laughs> Kobe Wooden, who had his head caved in last week, <laughs> went from playing 35 to 40 snaps a game in the first two weeks of the season to just 10 this week. Um, that is an adjust a clear adjustment that the coaching staff has made. That Carl Brooks is now getting looks over uh this fourth round pick, who again got his head caved in. That was the point I was trying to make last week. I I may never have to say his name ever again on this podcast it may be it may be over already
2: um yeah the, that's the good to see the
1: adjustment there. yes
2: yeah yeah the, the honeymoon is definitely over for him i mean again we, we talked about it last week a little bit i mean the guy's listed at 275 pounds you can't you can't put I, him I out there i do think
1: he's bigger than that i'm sure he's, he's, he's not that strong he's he's right
2: yeah like I, I have no doubt that that he bulked up some in the offseason but but even so um yeah he he got just demolished by that falcons front in in the run game and um no i thought you know certainly packers played a lot fewer snaps on defense again this week than they did last week in atlanta but um
1: no, but the was, big thing good... brooks still got snaps
2: he did brooks yes.
1: still got snaps so the fact that yeah i mean i i think this is a clear situation where the depth chart has changed yeah. because of that game yep. um The uh, the Saints ran that same toss that the Falcons did. Basically, Um, they didn't do it unbalanced, but they gave that long surface, the offset, fullback, all that stuff. Um, The Packers stopped it this time, but it was because it wasn't because they lined up to it any differently. It was just because you know guys were able to get off of blocks. That's that was that's the whole point that I was making about some of the Joe Barry stuff, where it's like this: it's the same process execution. The only difference is a player a player made a play and. I know that's tough, and everyone wants to blame Joe Barry. I don't even mind blaming Joe, blaming Joe Barry. Um, because there were a couple times where I was like, "Damn, we are playing way too much off coverage right now." <laughs> um, yeah, that happens. Uh, Bore thought he had a weird game. Um, not not bad. Um, last week was bad. This week was not bad. Just odd. He still has like some of those baby deer moments with his legs, where like. His change of direction is just not that good. Like, his hands are going to be on the ground a couple times a game just for him, um, just shifting his momentum. But he's also the only outside linebacker on this team who can chase down the backside of a run play. Like, Gary really doesn't do that. Preston Smith doesn't have the legs. Maybe Van Ness can do it. Um, Van Ness didn't seem like he was on the field a whole lot today. He didn't play a whole
2: lot today, yeah.
1: Hollins isn't – like, Hollins is fluid, but he doesn't really have the foot speed – like that, so it's kind of interesting to see him using that role. Plus, um, whenever Taysom, was, I would like to see the on-off splits with Taysom to see how yeah. many how many plays Enigbare was on the field for Taysom and when he was not. It seemed like they were using Enigbare as like the guy to be read on the option when Taysom Hill was in mm. the game, and you know because he's the only guy who really has that speed to be able to chase down the backside of zone. After he's, you know, telling him hand off the ball, I'm just standing here, right? So, I, I, it, it kind of gave me, um, how would you say, uh, like I, I have, I, I thought about his value in a different way after that game, where I'm like, oh, this is another thing that he can do, and I didn't really think about his skill set
2: like that. <laughs> Yeah,
1: makes sense. Cox got in the game. He was in on like the second drive. I don't know how many snaps he played, but he was actually on the field. I was like, who the hell is 57? <laughs> Couldn't figure that one out. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, they, him he... and uh, who else? Because, yeah, this, this was – Caleb this Jones was... was the other
2: guy who yes, made his debut say, this week. Yeah, first uh, first activations for both of those guys being enacted the first two weeks. So
1: We're literally running out of healthy scratches. It's just yeah. Anthony Johnson Jr. He's very lonely right now. <laughs> Also, I'm not sure Anthony Junior. Anthony Johnson Junior. shouldn't be active. In this,
2: I was event. gonna say I, th- I I would not <laughs> be surprised if he is active very soon. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: The safeties aren't great. Apparently, Savage is like impressing the coaches. I ha- haven't really seen it.
2: Um. Savage is best playing this game. Worse. Yeah, Savage's best play in this game came on special teams. Yeah, he made that really good tackle uh, on a punt return, I think. Maybe it was a kickoff. Either way, um, I think
1: he's played better than Ford on defense. But like Lafleur yeah. is, you know, talking him up. Him saying, you know, in terms of his leadership and stuff like that. And uh, this week he was talking about, you know, Savage apparently at halftime was telling the offense, like, "We got you, we got you," and all that stuff. Um, and Lafleur and him embraced okay. after the game over that type of thing. Last week he was like. Or no, it was Barry. Barry was like he, you know, he did a really good job of triggering on some of those Bijan plays where he misses tackles at full speed. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I think we're missing the point here. Like, you got to get the guy on the ground. Yeah. I'm sure his uh-huh. eyes are are good. He's an NFL <laughs> safety. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Valentine's injury was a biceps injury. Um, Valentine got called up. I would expect to see that again this week. Um, just yeah. hard for me to believe. Yeah, anyone else can convert to a corner spot, and they Nixon. So they they only keep four corners on the team right now because Stokes is is banged up, um, and he's still in pop with the ankle injury. Now you're dealing with Jair with the back, Valentine with the uh, the bicep injury, and Nixon doesn't play outside. So yep. it's I mean Valentine might get called up from the practice squad and start. Like that they might have to call up two practice squad corners this this yeah. upcoming week,
2: yeah they've uh they've got Keandre Thomas still out there too, so that's
1: and they they like him, I mean they've kept him around for yeah. two years as an outside corner too. He was one of the guys who almost made not this year's team but last year's team um all right, did we give the vibe track for defense? did we give a number? I don't think we did.
2: I don't think we did. Um, I mean, given given all the, the injuries that they had today and the guys that went out, um and and what they did, I mean, I'm at like a seven with this. Yeah. I mean, that I'm was cool a that, that was a really solid performance, especially in the second half.
1: Gary and Clark, if they can do that every yeah. week, yes. we're gonna win a whole lot of football games. I mean, yep. simple as that. Um special teams vibe check. Uh mm. not great. Mm. Actually, let's go like four. I'm gonna go like a four here. We
2: gave up a yeah. touchdown. Gave up a touchdown and had another like couple of dumb penalties, couple of holding penalties on punt coverage. Like, stop it. Yeah, just just stop it.
1: <laughs> um, the touchdown. I want you guys to watch for the long snapper. Uh, I bit believe it's Matt Orsich. Mm. Um, he tries to make a superhero tackle. He tries to make a sports movie tackle. Ends up on the ground, and that's really what ends up springing that play. Um, I think Quay Quay ends up on the ground on that play too, and that ends up hurting him um, pretty bad. I don't I don't know what you do there. I mean, maybe that's a situation where like it helps to have Van Ness out there instead of uh, Musgrave, like you have another defender out there instead of another tight end. But adjust. You should yeah. you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Um, Anders Carlson, I perceive you. I will always perceive you. <laughs> I will n- I'll never let up. Because as soon as I let up, I'm worried that you're going to end up missing one. And you've been perfect so far um this this season after a really shaky preseason. I just want to let you know I'm watching, dude. I'm Packers watching.
2: Nation has its eyes on you, Anders.
1: <laughs> I'm happy for him. I mean, yeah. that's that sucks for uh the other kid. Because the other kid was, I think he's like an undrafted rookie, right? Put in a huge spot. And now... Yep. You know, maybe confidence is, is shaking a little bit.
2: Yeah. I, I was I was telling my wife when when we were watching the or after the game got done that um I, I had this this voice in my head that told me on that third and three, right at the right at the uh before the field goal, that if they didn't convert that, that with it being like a forty six yard or whatever it was, there's voice in my back of my head that's telling me he's gonna miss the field goal. I was, I, I was never gonna say something in the moment because I'm too superstitious like that. But it was, it was back there. I'm like, if they don't get, if they don't pick this up, he's gonna miss the field goal. and We're, we're gonna win this damn game. <laughs> and it wasn't was, like one of those those weird swirly wind things at Lambo either. He just pushed it straight right. Yeah, yeah. He just
1: he just ended up missing it. Yep. Um, that was fun. Lions week. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I'm gonna do an intercepted this week. Um, I don't know. We have time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, short week, man. Time yeah um, so don't so don't keep an eye out for that. keep an eye out <laughs> for all the injury updates. This stuff is gonna be moving faster. You'll actually get some of these injury news and stuff like that on Monday. I don't know how the workouts work uh we'll We'll see what they do with the practice squad. I don't even know if they're gonna end up bringing any other guys in this week. um usually they do that on Tuesdays, but like Tuesday is a Friday in their world in this in the <laughs> sick sick world that we're having to play for amazon Prime um again. The the nerdcast the statcast for Amazon Prime, check it out. It's worth yep. a check. It's worth a look. Um, they actually have the audio of the commenters over it now, so it's not just like a weird, like empty stadium sound type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you can actually watch it with people. Um, it's cool.
2: It's good. It's good. It's cool. Yeah, for for crazy football nerds like us, it's it is a great great broadcast. It's a, it's a really cool way to watch a game. Yep. I'll
1: see if uh, we can get some, some cool stuff on the site from those guys. Because, again, I know Sam, I know Keegan. Um, they're going to be up to the gills in, in Packers information um, these upcoming weeks. So I'll try to pass on some of that maybe on, on Thursday. Um, I think that's podcast. I think that's it. I think we touched on everything. Aaron Jones, please get healthy.
2: Love that. Yes. Oh.
1: Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.